0: Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of
1: the most sinister peaks of all
0: time, a Legion on Zoom.
1: What's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom, as usual, as always, and forever. I am Chaz,
2: And I am Miguel.
1: And I'm Rod. Hi. And a quick shout out, we have been named as one of the most awesome podcasts to listen to on a list of other awesome podcasts by another podcast, at the risk of being redundant. Um, These guys are named the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers podcast, and one of the hosts of the show is actually a great friend of mine. Um, His name is Mike, very, very good friend of mine and a great Dude, if all our fans want to ever learn the beautiful art of programming and software development and theory, those guys are absolute wizards at what they do. So just a quick shout out. Thank you very much, guys. It means a lot. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, definitely. That was dope to get that shout out exactly. It was actually kind of funny, you know, because apparently because they were listed on the on on there was a list of like top podcasts or something like awesome podcasts, and they were on it. And so they were so excited about it. But then they were so nice that they wanted to share their love to the world. And they wanted to give a shout out to some of the podcasts that they listen to, both within the tech world, and then non tech, uh, a podcast. And that was a good episode. And And definitely just to give a a quick shout out, just to, you know, in their description, they say, if you're a software developer, technology leader, looking to stay on top of the latest news in the software development world, or just want to learn actionable tactics to improve your day-to-day job performance, that podcast is for you. So definitely give a shout out, The Rabbit Hole, The Definitive Developers Podcast. Check it out. And once again, a shout out to Mike. Thank you very much, bro. Appreciate it, man.
0: Shout out. There's a good, like, overlap between, like, software developers and comic book
1: geeks. Yeah, it's almost like, uh like, mutually inclusive to an extent, which is pretty interesting.
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, listening to their episode, uh, although we're not necessarily, like, into tech like that, we don't want to watch, uh, hear a lot of tech news. But listening to the episode, yeah, you could totally hear that. Some of those guys, yeah, you guys are some of us, you know, <laughs> you guys are geeks. Like, one of the guys was saying he's into, like, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to like our shit.
1: <laughs> That's hardcore. That, yeah. is, that is pretty deep. Holy crap.
2: Yo, I want to listen to that, like a podcast about Dungeons & Dragons. Like what, you hear the dice rolling shit? Like what, what, what's this about? Well, listen, I think
1: at some point with all the upcoming delays in the DC universe, you might have to listen to a Dungeons & Dragons podcast just to get your entertainment jollies off. Because good Lord. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on our page, but there was a graphic recently posted up that shocked the senses just because of the amount of delays that were
2: on there. And it's like, why God, why? Exactly. Like, I think we can probably have, like, and we've, and what sucks is that it keeps getting more delayed, right? Like, because some of these movies were already delayed to begin with, and now they're further delayed. And 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 I'm sure we can probably compile, like, some kind of snippet of all the times we've said the word delayed <laughs> on the show. It, it would probably be a little bit trippy. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and to think there are two movies that are already finished that we can't see. I'm talking about Black Widow and Wonder Woman
1: 1984. Yeah, that's wild. And on top of that, this is a famine
0: for like comic book geeks.
1: Facts. (laughs) Hence my earlier comment. I think at some point, we're all going to start listening to Dungeons & Dragons just to be entertained.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, imagine though, like in a way, I want to put a little positive reframe to this. A little positive (laughs) reframe. Imagine guys, imagine if the pandemic would have hit basically one year before it did it would have hit imagine 2019 instead of 2020 like imagine we would have not gotten the end of the infinity war saga Holy you know shit. imagine all that what would have happened there imagine if it would have been we got infinity war and not end game and then we have like this all right well you know we're gonna postpone it until like oh that would have been a mindfuck at least i'm happy right that we got that ending Right, and so we're waiting for the start, right, of new stuff, which obviously, like, fuck, come on, man, I want to see this shit. But it's like, okay, okay, I don't feel like anything's lingering, you know, in the back, you know, so as long it's done. But come on, give give us new movies.
0: Yeah, right. We got the sequel like uh, one year after, right. And I, I feel like the Wachowski brothers may have started that. I'm not hundred percent sure, but with the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions being one year apart, I'm I'm currently uh, rewatching the movies. They're on HBO Max. And you know, Part One is just one of the greatest movies in cinema history. Part Two, entertaining. Part Three, same. It's a. It got bigger, not necessarily better. But yeah, even Matrix Four is on that list of delayed movies.
1: And just to make absolutely sure, I don't think they go by the Wachowski brothers anymore. Oh, right. I think I think it's just the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Hashtag Uncancel Woke chess.
2: <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're trying to bring it back. Hashtag the wakowski brothers. Come on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get it
2: trending. Hashtag woke chess. Maybe like the wakowski kicks.
1: You gotta take a I don't know.
0: Yeah, something
1: like that. But yeah, <laughs> just, just, just caught onto that so our show doesn't get canceled. Just making sure putting that on the table. Real quick.
0: Yeah. And only one of the two sisters is attached <laughs> to part four. And the rumors so far circulating about like um, a Morpheus origin story. But then again, you have Keanu Reeves and Carrie-Anne Moss coming back. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. After rewatching part one, after not seeing it for like, oh, fuck, I don't even know, 15 years. I'm like, damn, how much did I, I love that movie? It's a fucking classic.
2: Yes, totally. No, that movie. And that's another good thing probably we can do, right? When now this all these movies are up on HBO Max. There's some new movies getting added to like Netflix and shit. It's like let's just rewatch them. Cause I also was, saw saw that the trilogy's up. Man, I'm like, I haven't seen those movies in a minute. And exactly, like you said, the, the first one, it's a fucking like that's that's like historical movie. <laughs> like it's just it's a work of art. It's an incredible movie. The last, the other two, they're good they're not that as great. The third one, I just remember that'd be the trippiest one. I'd be like the one that goes most philosophical and with yeah. a lot of <laughs> deep, like uh, dialogue. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what's going on? I'm excited. I was excited to see matrix Four, but like, wait, but they even haven't started any kind of production on it or anything yet. Right. So it's like super
1: delayed, man. Yeah. And the crazy part is that considering the escalation from movie to movie, to movie, like, you can't even fucking imagine where part four would go like what like what is what <laughs> like that's all you can say about a matrix four like what are they gonna do but um i think the one delay that bothers me the most is the indefinite <sighs> brr, indefinite delay of black adam it's like the rock at this point, I'm mad at The Rock because, like, he hypes it up and there's so much gusto, which I give him props for having so much conviction, you know, like, an appreciation for the role. But it's like, come on, indefinite delay? You can't even, like, start pre-production? <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, you like, can't even have, like, table reads with, like, social distancing and shit? Like, indefinite delay. That's Bert. my stuff
2: word like even that i don't even know is there a script like fully like finished script i think there is right i don't know that actually but you're right because i remember like from the dc fandom episode that we did that was one of the biggest things that we left very excited right and they had not they didn't have that much to show for it but like all the news right like the justice society was going to be in, in 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 the movie like which one like hawkman dr fate like so pumped and and like even they announced who the hawkman actor is going to be and just the coolest shit, and, and and now we have an indefinite fucking delay. Also, a little fun fact. As this happened, though, To The Rock has been named the most followed American. So he yes. has 200 million followers on Instagram. It's the most anybody has ever uh, had, which is- Yo,
1: He's the most followed man in the United States of America. So out of 330 million people, perhaps- give or take a few million. He is literally the most followed man. Dwayne Johnson, 2020.
0: How about on earth? Do <laughs> you think he's earth's most followed man?
1: Nah, 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 nah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's some best bits that have like, you know, like they're nah, with guns here. at
2: people's heads. <laughs> press follow,
1: press follow.
2: <laughs> I love that Chess was super confident. Like they didn't even hesitate. Like, no, of course <laughs> not, like, <laughs> of course no, not. okay.
1: Of course. Yeah, I think he is. I, nah. I would say he is. I'm sure he's up there though. I'm sure he's up there.
0: There's nobody that could match the rock in anything.
1: Yo, the rock 2020 for real.
2: For real, man. The president of Earth. <laughs> at <laughs> least at least so we've gotten the shitty fucking news about the delays but at least we did get one dope ass news that i do want to say in the fucking record rod here is a mo- motherfucking like, clary buoyant dude like in our episode on the spider-man centric episode like into the loc verse yeah, Rod, legit predicted what just got announced. Pretty much, Rod, would you care to let's uh, share the news? Yeah.
0: Well, first, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to give you my <laughs> my treatment <laughs> of Spider Man Three because I know yeah. it's out there, but I don't know. I feel like given the way Marvel and DC they they seem to do similar events at the same time, and you, you know, get the Flashpoint multiversal film, Michael Keaton coming back, and Michael Keaton's also attached to you know the Spider Man universe now, and you know, Tom Holland is kind of exists. He's a man torn between two universes. And they just cast uh, Doctor Strange. Um, he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. And, you know, I was I was wondering whether they were going to use him or Madam Web for the Hocus Pocus. I mean, maybe both. That would be really dope, right? If he knows Madam Web,
1: if, like, Doctor Strange knows her some Ooh, shit. That'd be crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, man. Like, that's huge news. And then on top of that, just how we had posted on our page um a few days ago about the return of electro like coming back to marvel um it's like it's it's insane what could that possibly mean are they going to say that electro um is kind of like the because we had mentioned it before is it going to be like the captain adam of like the marvel universe where he goes like from one universe to the other just because of like like his powers overreacted or something Fuck and no. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I per- I prefer
0: the 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 magic angle. But you know, like Doctor Strange is harnessing some type of like way future tech or some shit when he does magic in the yeah, Marvel yeah. universe. So we'll
2: I see. wonder because there another option, because I heard apparently in the news for the Jamie Foxx stuff. I don't remember if we mentioned it completely, because in the last episode, right? The LO, no, not the last was it the last episode? Yeah, the DLC episode when we talked about that. Um but something I don't think we mentioned was that apparently they said that he's not going to be blue in the new, in the, in the new iteration. So he might have more of a comic accurate kind of look, hopefully not completely comic accurate with the fucking star on his head as a mask, but, but like still something. And so that makes me wonder, right. Is it just, is it just going to be like another Max Dillon from this universe? And that's it without any, like ignore, they can't ignore it. Right. Like it's going to be something so, so in our face, like he's also the, the electro from these other or they can ignore it and they do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's just or riff
0: off of it like Deadpool does.
1: Yeah. I just hope, (laughs) yeah. I just hope and I'm calling it now. They don't do one thing to his electricity because he's African American and I'm calling it now. They better not make that shit purple. (laughs) Well like Mm. kind
2: of like Black Panthers?
1: Yeah, things. yeah. No, no, no. I've noticed this thing with African-American characters. They somehow always get associated with the color purple. And I don't know if... <laughs> it better not be because of the fucking title of the book or some shit like that. <laughs> but I've noticed that subtle thing that happens. Is electricity better be blue, yellow, white. Something it better not be the color purple. And if if they do go that route, it'll be because he's black. And I'm calling the MCU on it now, which I think it's messed up.
2: <laughs> Look at Static
1: Shock. Look at Static Shock. Is there any reason why you had purple electricity? He Wait, didn't well, have purple. Electricity. No, it wasn't purple. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't purple electricity. It was, electricity. It was blue. blue. Okay, strike that from the record. But still,
0: <laughs> Yo, <laughs> my I previous need, I need a live action Static Shock. I that'd was be watching. Insane. Oh my god! I was watching Black Lightning closely, hoping for them, because that'd be the perfect place for him to show up. On that show Maybe but you know them. they're
2: making a movie right? right? like right. right that was one of the things fandom, that- fandom right? exactly yeah damn all right but at least we got that good news about spider-man 3 i do think that's something which i don't think we talked about it quite a bit but the other route that they might do, they might not do this, this big treatment that Rod proposed about having him travel to this other dimension and enter the venom burst, right? They might just try to pull off something similar to what they did in civil war in the actual storyline, right? Not the movie civil war. Cause in the storyline, that's when Peter Parker came out as Peter Parker to the world revealed his identity, which led to fucking everything going bad for him. Aunt May pretty much dying, almost yeah. dying, but then, you know, kind of coming back, thanks to Mephisto, blah, blah. blah. We talked about that, but, the only way that to be able to put that secret back, you know, put it away was that Dr. Strange had to cast like this major fucking spell that made everybody forget who Peter Parker, that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Uh, and that the only way uh, uh, he, he, so for example, like it, which was detrimental for like friends, right? Like the fantastic four, right. Who were like his family, Johnny storm, the human torch, they were brothers and they completely forgot who he was. That's Peter Parker until much much later uh in the story like years later when peter reveals himself to them like the flood of memories comes back for them which it's like kind of crappy too right because it's like shit man you took all that from me <laughs> for years but we'll see if they do something complicated like that in the movie I-, I don't know what do you guys think about that
1: oh hell yeah i can see that play now that um that's definitely uh i guess even the practical way to go, it would just make sense. Like you have Dr. Strange here, you have Benjamin Cumberbatch. Oh, is it? No, you have Benedict, Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Like it just, it makes sense to go that route. I could totally see it going that way. Just the one thing that I could coming back to is the whole electro thing. And I think that they're just going to go the practical route and just ignore it. But yeah, I think with Dr. Strange, I think that's the route they're going to go like some like vast type of like spell or maybe you know he still has access to like the green stone somehow. Oh, no. Yeah, I think they're gonna send his
0: ass to the Venomverse, and we're gonna get what we've all been waiting for:
1: <laughs> Peter Parker in a new in a new
0: school, and he gets a new best friend, Harry, and a new like girlfriend—not necessarily girlfriend like that, but Gwen Stacy. And I want Norman Osborn. I don't know about you guys.
2: Hell yes, not totally, totally, totally. But I want them to do Norman Osborn. Well, you know, like I really so that's why I've been okay that they haven't shown him in these last films. Right. Because I'm like, all right. All right. All right. You know, I just want to make sure because if you because inter- I don't want Norman Osborn to be like a one movie villain. Right. It's like, no, nah, man. He can't be. He can't be. He has to be the the tyrant in Peter's life, you know, as he is in the comics. Which actually reminds me, I actually saw in the news recently, did you guys see this? That uh, the great actor, I think, what is it, Vincent D'Onofrio, who played expertly mm-hmm. well Kingpin yeah, in Daredevil, yes. wants to be in Spider-Man 3. Ooh. Imagine that, oh, guys. Shit. What do you guys
0: think about, not to like throw another question on top of your question. Do it. What do you think about Willem Dafoe just coming back as, I mean, because we're going to start playing the multiversal sand lot right now. Just have Willem Dafoe come back because he was fucking
2: brilliant. Yeah, but he got it. But he got gored by his rocket sled glider thing. Oh like like in the like in the comic books. That happened in the comic books. Apparently he like died by getting stabbed by his glider and then he wasn't dead and then he came back. And so they could do something like that. That's a good And I was gonna say, in my opinion, if they're gonna bring back anybody, they better bring back. <laughs>
1: I know before I name another actor, what's the name of the guy that plays um, <laughs>
2: Octavius again? No, you you tell us what's the name? <laughs> Isn't it Raúl something? Right? Gomez, Raúl Gomez. <laughs> I hate you guys.
1: Oh yeah, they should bring back Otto Octavius. I'm, I'm gonna go that route. Nah, fuck that.
2: <laughs> Alfredo Molina.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: yeah. Shout out to Alfredo Molina. Great Alfredo rocker.
1: Molina. Not Raul Gulina. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a spookier version. <laughs> Raul Gullia. <laughs>
2: Raoul you're Gould, you're yeah. jumping into our
0: next episode, man. Let's yeah. on this one. All right, but <laughs> it is
2: October, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I will say I I do like the idea of Willem Dafoe the coming back. That'd be kind of cool. But because he was he, I did like him as Norman Osborn. And come on, Willem Dafoe he's one of the best actors out yeah. there. Like, oh yeah, that's that that's true. Um, but even though I'll put it like this, even though
1: Dafoe, I think, is way more of an epic. An iconic actor than Alfred Molina. I think his Octavius was better than his Goblin.
2: Whoa. I'll say it. I'm going to go fuck. Whoa. Damn. I actually got to think about that. Hell
0: no. (laughs) Yo, for you to even entertain such a thought insults me. Yo, Willem Dafoe crushed the first Spider Man movie. And don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It was good. I'm not saying it was bad, but yo, fucking like. Spider-Man 2 was like like the like it was like Oscar worthy It, it was, like but shit. it's because
0: we had like a like a team effort with that film. I don't think it nah, was the weight of um, Alfredo Molina's <laughs> <laughs> but he was epic though, but man, I, I, I think do lo- my... I do love me some Willem foe.
2: <laughs> my only argument that I'm gonna side with Ches on this is like exactly I love Willem Dafoe as Osborne, but I wasn't a big, big fan of the Green Goblin suit, you know, and, and, but Dr. Octopus, he looked perfect. Like he looked fantastic. Him acting as Dr. Otto Octavius was great. Him as, you know, Dr. Octopus was dope and the look and the fight scenes were great. And, 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 that was for me that was the only thing lacking from green goblin was like ah oh, like the suit was a little like um like the biker mask thing he had on mm-hmm. like, eh, like, yeah, like <laughs>
1: yeah had like what was it like green foam posits or green jordans on or some shit like that yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah <laughs> so that like if they would have made his costume more comic book-esque or like a cool adaptation i would have liked that more but actually before i forget my comment though about willem dafoe though i although yes I'd be all on board for him to come back. But I would love for them to do like what, like what Michael Fassbender did from Magneto to do a new green goblin like that. Cause come on, Ian McKellen was a, is a dope ass Magneto, right? Like it's like, yeah. he was great with him and Patrick Stewart. Like, come on, they're, they're the perfect group. And yeah. then, when we got a new Magneto, obviously I was hesitant. I'm like, oh, come on, you got to be a good actor. And then blown the fuck away by Michael Fassbender, you know? So I feel I feel that they could do that with Green Goblin, you know? Like they could give mm. us some new incredible actor that'll just fucking knock it out of the park and have him be there for many, many films, you know? I would love to see just something new, you know, like that. Shit, if anything,
1: I'd be down to make it a slow burn. Like, if they're going to bring him back, um, have him in for a few movies. But, like, also, I, I'm also starting to see, like, the running gag. When the fuck is Peter Parker going to get out of high school?
2: Well, like, you mean like, like in the, no, in the, in the comic books, he left high school a long time no, ago. Yeah, 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 no, uh, I mean, I know, I know, I know. I mean, in the movies. No, but dude, but the thing is what's big. That's, this is why I love Tom Holland. Cause this is the first time they've had a Peter Parker in high school in the movies, you know? So really? Yeah. No, come on. Toby Maguire wasn't in high school, dude. I thought he was. No, the, yes, the movie basically was? starts when he graduated and moved to the, you know, like, and started no, to get it to work. No,
1: no, no, no. What about when Tobey Maguire got in the fight in the hallway with um? This right guy. at the beginning.
2: You're right. You're right. He was, yeah. he was at the beginning. Joe Magdaleno, yeah. Was that, that was high school? Oh, yeah, college? that was high
1: school. You saw those hallways? Yeah. That was high
0: school. Both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire start in high school, but in the right. sequels, they graduate. Okay, right, fair right. enough. Okay, fine, fine. And then the thing
2: problem. to the so the other comment though to add to that was that Tom Holland was the only true actor in high school age in, <laughs> for the, yeah, in okay. the high school <laughs> movie. Right. <you> know. <laughs> I All
1: right. That's a better statement. But yeah, like I want to see his life go as far in movies finally as has gone in the comics. Like I want to see a grown ass man, a as Spider Man in the movies already. I feel like they're playing too much on the kids' rope. Give me a grown ass Peter Parker. I feel like it's going to happen with Tom
0: Holland because, you know, he's nice and young. They probably sent him to like a 10 film deal. Like they got that guy.
2: Yeah. And he said that he would love to play Spider-Man until he can't. You know, uh so that would be dope. Like and I'm like, Chess, chill, man. It's been like two films, dude. Two films in high school. Give him a break. Like. Probably the next film he'll graduate, you know, and and, and then and remember, and he was gone for five years because of the because of the snap. So cut him <laughs> some slack, okay? He probably has to take mad like
1: remedial classes and shit, like to fucking graduate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um damn, it's like <laughs> it's just it just kind of gets to me that like because of Toby Maguire, he was signed up for six pictures, wasn't he? And damn. we got I think I think that he was signed on for like a six-picture deal with Sony, and we got two and a half. <laughs> two and a half? Yeah, because that third one was half a movie. That was a piece of shit. Oh. Maybe
0: Sony will come back now like, yo, bro, we still got you for two.
1: Into the Spider-Verse. Dun, 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 dun. Into the Spider-Verse live action with a sequel. Damn, Bro.
0: Damn. For the fans, go back to the into the LOZ first episode
1: for all my thoughts. Yeah. I have many thoughts on this. <laughs> for the full rod treatment <laughs> on Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but aside from that, also giant announcement. There's something that's very near and dear to my heart that's happening, and I'm super happy about it. We had gotten some mention on it, but um, I guess it's finally gonna happen on HBO Max and shit. Those people are really trying to live up to that fucking name of Max. We're getting a 10-episode Green Lantern series. Shit. And Brightest Day and and apparently Greenest Night, because damn, there's going to be some high-budget shit.
0: Yep, and it's going to have all the heavy hitters. Uh, Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, um, the guy with the bowl cut, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica
2: Cruz, one of the new coolest additions to the lore. Right. I also Looking think si- si- Simone Bias is yeah. also going to be there. I don't know. Did they confirm Hal Jordan? I don't think they did. Oh, no? Okay. No. Yeah, not Hal Jordan. Which so is, the I think, other guys. I, well, they well, out for the Snyder Cut. Exactly. One thing that was surprising was that they announced that Alan Scott from the Justice Society of America yeah. was going to be in this, because it's like a Green Lantern Corps series, Right. And so, which is weird, right? Because I don't know the story that well, but like Alan Scott is like not uh, like a proper Green Lantern, right? Like he got his Green Lantern powers from like, uh, uh, like an actual lantern with imbued, imbued with magical powers, right? Which is different from like the Oa, right? And the aliens, whatever, I remember what they're called, you know, that, that, that are basically powering from willpower and they have, you know, they're the Green Lanterns, right? Like, what do you guys know about that?
1: Well, if I'm not mistaken, Alan Scott is powered by the same essential source as the rest of the Green Lanterns, I think. It's just, it's like, it's through a different channel because that's where his is more like of a magical leaning one. There's, like you said, is more through sheer will, but it overlaps at some point because he is recognized as a Green Lantern by the core. He's just not part of the core, as far as I know. Like, he's not a space cop, but he is a Green Lantern. And he also wears a non-tight shirt for some reason. I, I don't know what's going on. He's roughly <laughs> he has a very lo- like he has a very long cape. I like I don't know what's going on. His logo is like an actual lantern. Alan Scott's a weird guy. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, hell yeah, definitely, man. But dude, it damn a 10 part series. Shit. That's huge, man. I'm so excited about that.
2: And then my only thing with that though, it's like I don't know. I'm excited, but I'm also not excited because at this point, after getting so many delayed, um, uh, 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 announcements, like, does it even mean anything? Right? Like, can they just say, you know what? Actually, we're also making a Superman TV show. You know, don't worry about it. It's going to be dope. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. You'll see it in 20 years from now. Like, it's like, all right, good. I'm excited, but it's also who the fuck knows when they'll actually do this. It's like, i know nah, whatever man you're all just teasing me especially especially like with what we just said like there were movies that are done that they should be ready to go and we're not gonna see them so it's like all right man whatevs whatevs i'm like i'm excited for stuff like the witcher that they're actually recording right now right the season two and apparently i heard new rumors that they might start filming spider-man 3 soon-ish out here in in queen's and so, which is like, all right, how are they going to do that? But like that. Yeah, with like hot spots out. and stuff. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that's, that's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be pretty bugged out. But yeah, like in the defense of the announcement, I guess is different than announcing it's going to happen as opposed to a delay when it's already in pre-production and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's a big difference because now they say, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, everyone has said yes. And now they start drawing up contracts, making scripts and all that shit, as opposed to the 10 part miniseries on HBO max has been delayed in the middle of like, you know what I mean? Like production. It's a big
2: difference. Right. The one thing that did get me very excited though, was the invincible trailer. All right. That got me excited because that's something that's done that's been filmed and shit and the voice actors have been have done their job and the show's gonna come out soon i don't know when (laughs) i haven't looked that up but the trailer was i fucking loved it all right did you did you all see it uh yeah um it's
1: on our page so we saw it (laughs)
2: i don't know man i don't know half of the shit we post sometimes (laughs) that's that's also
1: true (laughs) but yeah um i've actually had all the trades on comics um forever on my borrowed list since i have Comicsology unlimited we are not sponsored um but and i eventually will get around to reading them but i saw the trailer and i can't wait I can't wait. I'm so excited to watch the series. Hopefully that means I won't have to read the trades and maybe I'll do both, but I'm definitely going to watch it. It looks amazing.
0: Yep. And thankfully cartoon characters can't get COVID. So there (laughs) shouldn't be, I mean, you know, hopefully this will come out as it should be coming out, like in a timely fashion. Totally.
2: And they got, and they got good actors. Right. And, and then exactly. And they should be recording this pretty much in like by themselves, you know, there's no real need to be working with people a lot for that. So hopefully they, they, they've gone through They've done it. Uh, yeah. And the, the trailer was just, it looked dope. I loved how the art for the show looks so well, like just like Ryan Otley's art in the actual book. Like that was mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> a trip to see. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. That's one of the few times when it's like they took
1: the comic book and they just, it's animated. That's it. Like, it's not like, Oh, we're getting a cartoon show that's based on the comic. Like, no, it's the comic book that's come to life. Like it's that accurate of the animation. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm ready for another Epic adventure from the genius mind of Robert Kirkman. So I'm looking forward to this. It's going to drop on Amazon prime, right?
2: Yes. Yep. 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 And, and, and actually that inspired me to, pick up the books again to start to start reading because i haven't finished the whole because the whole the story is done right and actually i just looked it up so there's 25 volumes all right so it's it's a long story i don't remember how many years it ran for but it's a it's a big one you know and i'm on like volume right now freaking damn i'm like on volume 10 right now so I still got plenty to read and I stopped reading it like at some point because it, it, it's good. It's very, very good. But at some point it kind of got more of the same and I kind of got a little bit bored, but I'm hyped now with, the, with the, the announcement of the show. I know Chess, you haven't read Invincible and you, Rod, you have, right? But you, you haven't finished it either, right?
0: Yeah, just the first two volumes. But I may just consume it in this new animated form, you know, that may be the best way to go with it.
1: Hopefully is one of those um, like adaptations where it is the comic. So it's kind of like if you just watch the series, you don't miss anything because if the animation is so accurate, I'm hoping that inspired them to go panel by fucking panel on on the cartoon show. You know what I mean? And basically just fill in the spaces.
2: Speaking of consuming it directly from the show rather than from the books. And speaking of Amazon, guys. What do you guys think of The Boys Season 2? It ended. Because I know none of us have actually read the books fully, right? For The Boys. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're no. just consuming the shit out of that from the show itself. And it's one of the best shows out there, if not the best show. And it just ended. And we all saw it, right? We all saw the ending.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually just watched it before we started recording. It was pretty fucking interesting. So I got a pretty fresh reaction. Um, Wow. Just off the hook wow that really is like it's crazy how they could get like a bit lazy with the writing just because of how gory and how much shit they have going on on a visual level but they don't they pull all the stops on all the levels the casting the writing the production value everything like like you can tell that the person that owns the company that's making the show is the richest man on the planet <laughs> yeah he is like 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 everything is just on 10 like the cat like i'll say it again the casting the writing the production value everything is on 10 everything is amazing it's so good and i love the fact that this is the first time even though homelander is a fucking psychopath and an irredeemable villain the part when he's sitting on the couch and he's talking to his son he meant all that shit which is so weird. It's so weird that when, like, his son starts crying and like, in the restaurant, he picks him up and he flies away, takes him to the cabin, and he sits down on the couch. He wasn't bullshitting his kid. That yeah. was just, like, a tiny peek into, like, how much he actually, like, Is like they try to humanize him, but, like, you can't. But all that shit was genuine. And it was just such a shock to get that little tiny peek into his psyche.
2: And I think that's a great depiction of, like, because I think it gets to show about it making it not be completely comic booky, right? Because in real life, people aren't, like, just pure evil and are evil in everything in their lives. No, like, if anything, and we've said this before, like, even the villains think they're the heroes of their own stories, right? And so they think that what they're doing is correct as well. And he has fucked up ways of doing it. But it doesn't mean... That he doesn't have, like, feelings and emotions and attachments and can love uh, 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 people and stuff like that. But he, it's still, you know, just because he's an evil motherfucker, right? Like, he can still have those things uh, uh, from him, but he's still fucked up, you know? And so, exactly. I love seeing those moments. Those, those like, slight moments of, like, fuck, man. Like, you're super fucked up, dude. I'd even prefer it if he was cold and just pure cartoonish evil villain, right? None.
1: no. But- Nah, um, I actually prefer that they did that because, even though he's irredeemable, and I'm about to say some crazy shit as per usual, um, you kind of have to give Homeland their free pass. He's a product of his environment, like, like. If people haven't paying attention to his upbringing, he was raised in a fucking lab. Like, like, did you expect him to be like a balanced, like you know, like human person with right. compassion and empathy and all this crazy shit? No, he's a product of his environment, and he knows it. But he embraces it. Like, but you can tell that it hurts him though. But it's like he's aware of his situation, which in that was like understanding what his situation is and what was expected of him, and is like. The way he was raised was kind of like a crime against humanity in a way. Like, you kind of have to give Homelander a pass for the way he is.
2: It's not his fault. Well, that's what I mean, though. That's why I say I prefer if he was cartoonish more evil because then I wouldn't have to connect Ah. with him, right, and, like, understand and kind of feel bad for him in a way, right? You kind of just want to hate him nonstop, no? But, like, by seeing, being, knowing all these things, it, it's like, you're like, fuck, I still hate you, but, man, I'm sorry for you, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's only a matter of time before he gets his redemption. I don't think he's irredeemable. Like, as we saw in this season, and this is going to be spoiler-free, there are bigger douchebags than him that exist, right? Uh, And and this reminds me of the uh, Injustice 2 storyline, where, you know, Injustice 1, high chance Superman, he goes crazy, he's, you know, power-hungry, whatever. And then a bigger threat emerges, Brainiac, and they have to, you know, Bruce and Diana have to free him, uh, you know, insane Superman from prison to to get his help to defeat brainiac and I see something similar happening with with a homelander I think it's only a matter of and, and look, look at look at a train for instance and again spoiler free but that's another character that at first glance he's like who the fuck is this guy like he's just an asshole
1: but then
0: things start happening and we get into the deeper um, human aspect of
1: these characters and I'm glad you said deeper because the deep truly is a redeemer. the deep (laughs) that's my guy my favorite character that guy guy, even though he has awesome shoulders he's a piece of shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i don't know if there's douchier people out there in the voice universe and homelander i don't know like i think there's probably people who are going to be just as equal as him but i i I don't i'm not really sure if it's if it's like that I, i like you know, I don't know. I think Homelander still. I don't think he's gonna be redeemable. I don't think so. He's done too much shit. He's too power hungry, and no, I doubt it. Like the well, unless the only in my way uh, uh, that I think I can see him redeeming himself is like he has to sacrifice himself in a certain yeah. way.
1: And uh, and um, talking about fucking cold hearted bastards. Just I want to give a quick shout out to, as Miguel has mentioned in the past. I don't look at credit, so I'm gonna be very vague yet precise here. The guy that plays the head of Vought who also um, played the cartel leader from Breaking Bad, um, the dude with the glasses, that he always plays a cold, calculating, menacing person. You guys know what I'm talking about?
2: Giancarlo
1: Esposito. Yeah, that guy. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. I love that dude. God, it's crazy. It's crazy how he's made so much money off of being so non-expressive.
2: And actually, fun fact, I don't know if Rod knows this, but I think Rod, Rod would get a kick out of this. But he's the voice of Lex Luthor in the Harley Quinn series.
0: Mm, nice. Makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. He's got that menacing presence, man. But with just exactly, with just very stoic, serious features. You know, like when they went in that scene when he's talking with Butcher, right? I'm oh going to try God. to not do spoiler there, but like when he's all about very concrete about, yeah, I fucking hate the racist Stormfront too, but it's about money all right like it's that that's incredible and i like the fact that we're like i guess the
1: truest villain and everything at the end of the day is like it expresses kind of like a universal sentiment like all nazis suck like everyone hated stormfront everybody like almost to the point that like where stormfront is talking to the kid about certain ideology you see even in homelander like <laughs> yo that's hardcore <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying I, like
2: Homelander's insane but racism yes. though <laughs> yo exactly that moment this is fine This is not a very spoiler comment, but exactly when she's saying about like to the boy like people hate us for the color of our skin and it's homelander's cut, like, 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 like what? white I... white genocide and then like home, like like what like wait what <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> homelander's I, like i'll be chilling bro like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah we're like homelander's like look i kill everybody equally i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was great
1: And also, like, it's kind of good to know that Homelander's not racist, he's just evil
0: <laughs> Yeah, but yo the, the boys definitely Season 2 is the best show so far of this season Uh I Somewhat prefer season 1 Only because season 2 only shows How, like, the boys Are just as invincible as the 7 and But they're human Like, they, they can't get arrested They can't get shot, you know, they're just they're just just as powerful as the seven that at first i liked the danger that they were in in season one because you know their lives were at risk at any moment because homelander can kill you in the blink of an eye or the flicker of an eye or whatever but that aside
1: still solid show um definitely check it out oh yeah definitely and i mean they have to be able to like get away with certain things to like even the playing field you know what i mean and not being able to get arrested and stuff like that, like, I guess it's kind of like, because if that was the case, like if they ever got caught, that'd be the end of the show. Vought wins. You know what I mean? Like there has to be like something they got, ha- they have to have against Vought, you know? Right. Cause yeah. Like if they were able to get like the law after them, they would really be against the ropes and that'd be insane. But yeah. um While we're going over some shit guys, we're only two issues in but, fuck, it deserves some type of mention. For all our fans out there, one of the biggest, in my opinion, one of the biggest comic book events in history is occurring right now, and it's called Three Jokers. Ooh. Yes, you guys heard it, Three Jokers. So, apparently, um during one of the massive events that kept happening in D.C., after massive event, after massive event, after massive event, after massive event, um... <laughs> there was a moment where Batman himself
2: was able to sit in the Mobius chair. Now this, that's from the Dark Side War. That's from, from the awesome Jeff Johns, and who was the artist? Was it F- Fat Fabric, right? Same guy, same yeah. guy that's doing- Oh, the exactly, the same guy that's doing, yeah, you're right. Exactly, that they did the Dark Side War, uh, on in and, and the Justice League books and which basically exactly each one of the Justice League members had to basically acquire one of the powers I think of the new gods and Batman got the Mobius chair and so he became basically Met- Metron right? Yeah
1: which basically gave him access to like all knowledge in the cosmos in a sense and Batman being Batman with one of the questions that had haunted him forever when he gets access to all knowledge in the universe what does he do? <laughs> he asks the chair for the Joker's name. What is the chair reply? There's three of them, if I'm not mistaken, correct, Rod? That's what it yep. says. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And that's one of that. That might be one of the I don't give a fuck what story arc you're talking about, what writer, what event, what year. That might be one of the biggest revelations in all of comic book lore, period.
2: And and I love like in the story in the original storyline when that happened when Batman asks right and we eventually find out later that he had asked it and he got an, an answer. Um, <laughs> what I love is that 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 the chair tells him there's three, and instead of going like wait 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 what so then who's who what no he's like I right, fuck I'm out and he gets off the chair right he's like nope that's nope mind is blown I'm gonna leave that <laughs> touch that story later like. <laughs> because yeah, it could have been the follow-up question right be like wait what what do you mean and then not but batman's like nope nope not getting into that right now
0: <laughs> yeah and we don't know everything that batman knows right because at the very end of oh. uh, um scott snyder's batman run on the comic book right end game right it's his last joker arc uh, on the main batman book He before like throwing Joker down a pit. He's like, I know who you are, or some shit like that, and he chucks him over. So he he has like some knowledge that we know we're not. We may not be privy to as the reader, but we'll see. You know, I I think it's another like Batman story for all time by one of the greatest, if not, I don't know, the greatest DC comic books writer uh, that there is. Is Jeff Johns. Um, So yeah, he he's spinning quite a yarn there. Yeah, man.
1: Jeff Johns is like it's he's like the new Anansi or some shit. Good lord that man can weave a yeah, tail. Not
0: even new, man. He's been reigning supreme for a while. So much That's so that wild. he rose to the very top of the ranks. At oh no yeah. DC,
1: but, like I meant that like he's only attain-
0: to fall hard because <laughs> of controversy yeah. surrounding him. And Josh Whedon, but you yeah. know we don't got to talk about yeah, that. It's all good. Right, right. Let's I mean, focus. Um, on, let's focus <laughs> on that yeah. <laughs> book.
1: Yeah. I meant like I meant like he's become like the new Anansi, as like he's attained godhood as far as storytelling, like because because it's insane how that man can weave a tale. But yeah, um, so let's provide. Pieces. Let's pro,
2: yeah, let's provide a little background about the book yeah. for the for the people.
1: So it's 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 on book two out of how many?
2: It's supposed to be what six or I. I don't know. <laughs> Four, I think maybe. I have no idea. Let's try to. I want to look at. Yeah, up, yeah. But. Um. Well, well. Um. It's
1: essentially a mini series, and the first thing I want to say is that the art. Oh my god, the art is amazing. Um. Like, I'm sure that Miguel or Rod is about to bring up who draws the art. As no, I it know it is.
2: We got it right. The first name, J- Jason Fabuk. I don't know if that's how you pronounce the last name. Fabuk, Fabuk, F A V O K. An incredible artist. Yeah. Incredible.
1: Oh my god. Like the art is amazing. So um, it essentially just revolves around the fact that, so after Batman finds out that there's been three Jokers, um, the three of them figure out that it's time to make a new one to add to their ranks. And then just a whole sea of revelation, a wave of discovery and information just starts spinning out of control from there. And And it starts to bring about, I guess, one of the elements that's being spun in the story is the never-ending shitstorm that is the life of
2: Jason Todd. Holy crap. And I think that's the one that's kind of—what I love is not necessarily just Jason Todd trauma. I think the next issue will probably will, will have more focus on Batgirl, right? Because I do think the the story is showing us how the Joker has affected the lives of Batman— Bat, a Batgirl and 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 Jason, Jason Todd, Todd, right? And as we've mentioned before with Jason Todd, you all know it, and we've uploaded a great uh, appreciation post for Jason Todd where you can see the history where basically the Joker killed him, uh, and then he came back as a Red Hood, right? And America Todd, killed him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fans voted and say like, "Fuck that new Robin." Mm-hmm. And then with Batgirl, we all know from the amazing the Killing Joke story from Alan Moore, where she got shot, uh, and, and 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 the bullet basically uh, broke her spine, you know severed severed nerves in her spine, and then she was bound to a wheelchair for many many years, and and took up the mantle of the of Oracle, right? Uh, I don't know how she started like walking again. Was that like a New Fifty Two thing?
0: oh man i think i think it was lazarus Pit related i I, don't, I didn't read that mini series but there there is a mini series i think it's called oracle and they mm-hmm. go over how she you know regained the ability to walk never read that one though but just a quick point uh three jokers is three issues long so i'm wondering no! how they're gonna wrap this shit what? up in one more yep i just saw it oh three my issues. god i'm upset
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be like maybe like two of six or four. They they are really
0: long issues, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. But
2: But no, like I don't see how they're going (laughs) to be able to wrap it up in a nice way. That just makes me feel they're going to leave it very open-ended, you know, to begin with, you know, to to end with. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm going to read the shit out of it, right? Because these two issues have been phenomenal. Yeah, I was looking forward to this exactly and we're like with the whole and a a good point to what rod said about we don't know what batman knows right because the story starts with that there's three jokers there's basically three specific crimes happening at the same time and there's documentation that jokers in each one of these crimes and and like obviously like red hood batgirl commissioner gordon uh even harvey uh uh no what's his name the the other dude the the other is harvey right the the other look Bullock, aha, exactly. Oh,
0: he's that, also Harvey, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Har- yeah, I was gonna say Harvey <laughs> Demp, I'm like, no, wait, that's the other one. But exactly that they're all like, well, it's obviously not three jokers, right? Like they're like, it's it, it's an imposter. And but through, if you notice throughout the story, Batman's the only one that doesn't say no to that. Like Batman's the only one like, look, we don't know. Like like, let's look at the <laughs> Word, clues. Yeah. Like and like they're all like, no, can't be. And Batman's like, mm. and then Batgirl, I think in the last is like, what, what do you know that you're not telling us? And Batman's just like. Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's away in the Batmobile, you know, which is like, what's going on? But they're, yeah. they're building a dope story, though. And you'll and just one of the
1: most iconic panels I've seen in a long time, in my opinion, that scene with the pool when Red Hood walks into the school. Holy shit. That one panel was like, like, it tells you what's going on. Like, like, like as. As a long-time DC fan, you know what's going on in that panel and you're like, "What? It's it was it was absolutely shocking. People need to read The Three Jokers. Please yeah. go pick that up.
0: And you don't need to know that much to jump into the story. That's what I like."
2: Yeah, exactly exactly like you don't even need to know what we mentioned about that you know it was hinted before that there are three jokers that doesn't really matter actually it starts it's really really focused on this kind of like crime uh, uh mystery right that it's like it's this case it's three jokers and it's like what the fuck's going on right and then that's it and it's it's masterfully told and even the things about they do touch upon the history uh a uh, uh, batman right like we mentioned like how 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 choker uh, affected batgirl how he how he really really fucked up red hood and, and and how that affected the red hood too right and personally like in the last issue i love how much they shared between him and batgirl the differences right and how that happened right like in which red hood was fucked up and then he was left on his own devices and people thought he was dead and so he had to heal himself on his own, right? And come back without the support of anybody. Whereas Batgirl had to support the support of Batman, her, her dad, right? Freaking Dick and everybody. So she had a very different route in her healing process because of the Joker, right? And if you don't know that rich history, that's fine. They talk about it in the book and in a really, really cool way in, in supporting the whole narrative of the story with, I cannot also stress this enough with beautiful art. It's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like this is one of, like, I feel like this whole thing is almost uh, addressing a question in the room that people really had. Is like, has anyone really asked Jason Todd if he was okay? <laughs> like, 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 I think all three issues now, fucking knowing that it's only three issues, which I think it's bullshit. Come on, DC. Always fucking shit up. But, um, yeah, I think like, Somebody had the idea, like, has anybody ever asked Jason Todd if he's okay considering everything he's been through? And and I think that's what's going on here because that's basically what happened in the room when he was with Barbara. Like, nobody asked me if I was okay. Like, you went through rehab.
2: I died and came back. Yo, and – and that's, I think, to what Rod was saying, that's the beauty of Jeff Johns, you know, that's the kind of amazing fucking storytelling he, storytelling he can do, where he can, first of all, exactly like that, like something so obvious as like, has anybody asked him if he was okay? Probably not, right? And that, that for him to notice that and tell it in such a compelling way, right? Because it's also, it's, it's, it's beautifully dark. Because it's fucked up, man. Yeah. And then, and then, oh my god! Like, obviously, we're going. I guess not to give spoilers, right? Is that the consensus here? Right? Rods against any kind of spoilers. I'm all. I mean, guys. we throw a spoiler alert. All like, right, right about now. Spoiler alert. Okay, well, about because, for example, for in the first issue, right? Like, how when they capture one of the Jokers and it's Red Hood and Batgirl basically holding him prisoner. How fucked up it is how the Joker is playing with his mind, right? Telling him all like, oh, I, I remember how you begged. And it, it was just, it was so good to hear you beg and saying that you would be one of, you'd be my Robin. It, like, it's so masterful. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like and who knows?
0: Who knows? Maybe Jason Todd didn't murder the Joker in that moment. Given that there's a fucking pool of clones or some shit, right?
1: Yeah, we're Good thing about the spoiler, because I yeah. was saying that was,
2: um, <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah, let's discuss that. I want to know what you guys think. That incredible scene at the end of the first issue, and remember, spoiler alert people for the one we just gave it away, all right? When he finally gets to kill one of these jokers, which we don't know if it's the real one, if it we have no idea what's to deal with that yet. But like, what do you guys think about that? I felt good for him, like he finally got it out of his system.
0: Word, it was cathartic for him and or it's going to drive him more up, more crazy and shit, right?
1: Now, well, yeah, like, you see what I mean? I think this is, uh, I think Jeff Johns kind of realized that we were, as fans and also them as creators, that we all started to rest on our laurels when it came to Jason Todd. Like, yeah, we got the Red Hood, epic anti-hero. Yeah, we got the Red Hood. We just have to write some cool stories. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it was like, yo, wait, did we forget, like, how the fuck this guy became the Red Hood in the transition? And nobody really questioned it. Even though um, fucking Hush was a little bit confusing when it came to like him being revived and shit, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's time to wrap it up. And in the meantime, one, ask him what he's doing. I mean, like ask him how's how he's he doing. doing. Yeah. yeah, how's he doing? Um, get that shit out of his system. Allow him to kill the Joker. I think this this whole event is just like uh, the cleansing of Jason Todd. And but but what's amazing is like imagine going through the same beating again the mental wherewithal that that shit i was like what they actually made him go through that again
2: i couldn't i couldn't with that yeah i I feel like if it was a tv show this is usually i'm not a big fan of gore on tv and stuff like that and i try to look away actually for stuff like that and and i feel (laughs) <laughs> and if that was happening in TV, like I would have probably looked away. It was kind of hard to watch that, especially and it's a comic book. Just to, that's to highlight how the storytelling is that good and the art is that incredible that I felt bad seeing the Joker beat Red Hood again with a with a crowbar. Like
1: oh yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for me it wasn't about the gore. For me, it was about like I just made the same face that you just made Miguel but it was more of the because of the allegory like him going through that again that's insane that's why I wrote in our chat thread like he's either gonna have the greatest downfall of any like of any hero anti-hero and he's actually gonna become the joker or we're set for him to have one of the greatest redemptions in comic book history
0: you know, there were rumors uh, way back when that, like, Jared Little's Joker was supposed to have been a Robin or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, right, 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 that. right. That'd be, that'd be a, a fun twist. But, you know, quick shout-out to the artwork. Facts. Because I, Jason Fadbuck is one of my favorite artists working right now. He he has, like, the golden age sensibilities with, like, a modern twist. And I like perfect, that he made perfect each description. Joker look distinct. Like, you know, you get, yeah. like, one that has a, an essence of, you know, Alan Moore... And Brian Boland's right. uh, the, the, the killing, killing joke. joke, right? And, and like you know, they're, they're making sense because this is one thing that Jeff Johns is a master at. He makes like weird, quirky things in comic books, uh, like under, like um, understandable. Like he makes them make sense within continuity. Like yeah. the whole y- aversion to yellow that like Hal had, all that bullshit, yeah. like, from way back in the day. Like he writes these things beautifully. I, I love it. It's like he's writing. It's like he grew up with these comic books, and now he's writing them for us, for adults. That's not to say that's, that they're not. I think that's exactly friendly. what happened. Yeah, he makes them intelligent, and he's just weaving all this history together in a beautiful um, Batman story, which I feel is going to become one of these like legendary Batman stories, like for all Hell time. Yes. Hell Dark yes. Knight yes. Returns. You know, it's going to be there's a standard, like essential reading for for Batman fans, and this may let's see how it ends, but it's looking like it may end there. And it's on yeah. the black label too, just for the fans. That's a an mm. offshoot of DC's imprint where they, they take it's a bit edgier and shit. I know they showed like Dick Grayson's penis and like one of the
2: issues. No, Bruce Wayne's no, wasn't it? Bruce I think Wayne's? it was
0: Dick Grayson. I don't know. I haven't read the issue. I, I, I couldn't it, get my hands on it.
2: It was in the Batman damned uh, uh story. Yeah. I think that's where. Well we'll, we'll 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 look it up and we'll post it on the right, right. <laughs> on the site. <laughs> straight up bat dick like that straight up into the yeah. bad
1: cave crime fighting some <laughs> bad penis
2: <laughs> yeah and exactly like what rod's saying because with 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 jeff johns exactly like even if, the, if it's going to be three books and even i don't think at this point he can't ruin the story i think i'm not going to be satisfied with the ending probably but it'll be with just these first two books they're amazing stories and it's just going to end i think it, it, however it ends it, it'll it will definitely go down as one of the best uh batman stories out there i do think so historically and with the art just to shout out the art i feel for me the art is like in in the first book i think what like for the first three pages i think there's like almost little to no text and it's all these little panels right These like just rectangular panels that feel yeah. very um like a, like a tv like you know like frames you know uh And it just tells the story so well. And there's, like, so much, like, tragedy in the panels. And there's so much depth to it, so much drama. And it's just his art, man. Like, bringing up the story to life. And it's just so, so good.
1: It's masterful, man. Like, oh, my God. Like, can we say animated feature? Imagine this shit. Imagine. Oh,
2: man, that'd be sick. That'd be some Oscar-worthy shit. The one thing I'm a little bit confused about now that Rob brought it up that I forgot was like, right, this is a black label, right? So black label is this new imprint that they started, I think, this last year, uh, or something like that recently, um, about to try to do edgier stories and also self-contained kind of like else world kind of things. But not everything is supposed to be elsewhere. And so I don't know. I think it's a this storyline is supposed to be within like it's almost like i think it's in continuity is it like in the future is it is it? you know because i think batman in the in this three joker story has a different costume than what he's wearing in the main books i think right kind of like the doomsday clock story yeah. right which is also supposed to be like in continuity but not like and it's i'm, I'm a little bit confused about like how the how is that then going to be incorporated into the because the reveal of the three Jokers was in continuity. Like, that was during the Dark Side War uh, uh, event by him and Jason Fabok. So, yeah. like, what, 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 I'm a little bit confused.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me of The Killing Joke. Because it has that, that last panel, that, you know, legendary last panel where, where Batman and um, the Joker yeah. are laughing together. And who knows, maybe it could be revealed... Bruce is not that mad at Jason for, you know, kill, executing the Joker because, hey, I've also killed one. You know, I killed one after he shot Barbara. Uh, so, you know, maybe he kind of knows something that the other team doesn't know. Wait, what? Hey. You know, there's a lot of controversy about the last panel. of Batman of didn't kill drill.
2: Joker? What are you talking about? Some people about? think
0: he did. Some people, this is an ongoing debate amongst comic book fans because that one, too, takes place kind of like within but outside of continuity. But they're Um, just
2: laughing. I don't remember. Oh, I gotta. I gotta reread this because I don't remember. Just look at the last page. Yeah,
0: the last page.
1: What if it's revealed and this is like a thousand percent speculation that like part of what keeps Batman sane is that he's killed Mad (laughs) Jokers. Like, 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 like he scratched the itch over time because he's killed Jokers, and there's always two out of three remaining, so they know what's happening. So it's like this weird cat and mouse game but the cat always catches the mouse Mm. yeah without
0: stepping on Scott Snyder's uh, story with the Batman who laughs right because that's essentially an an, uh, Elseworlds or a, a different Batman from the dark multiverse where he you know he can kill and shit like that and he apparently killed his Joker that's why he's now the, the Batman who laughs,
2: and no, and not just that he can kill. It's the th- that's the first kill he did. Like eventually, I don't know how it happened, but that in that storyline, the Batman finally kills Joker. And what that happens is that he Joker had like in his like if his heart stopped beating, he basically would release his laughing gas like a a specific new version of it that's incurable and infected Batman and drove him insane and became the Batman who laughs, which is just shout out to Scott Snyder, one of the best, coolest new villains ever to be introduced into the into the into the comic book lore um hi super dope we actually just shared this really great uh version of him by the do uh the uh, god of war artist uh rafraga i don't remember what his last name is uh of, for a model that they just did a statue of the, of the batman who laughs which is so so cool yeah via that trippy ass story arc um death metal
1: dark death metal Death Dark Metal, what was it?
2: Right, right, right. Death Metal, right?
1: Yes, yeah, something like that. That's another thing I have to read. That shit is trippy yeah, as fuck. Yeah, Dark Metal's
0: part one, Death Metal's part two. I always fuck this shit up, too. Right. Yeah, I still gotta start reading the the second part. Ditto. And if the fans, it's a good time, right, to be reading this story, because if you want a little bit more details, we mentioned about the Batman Death and the Family animated feature that's gonna drop I said we drop on the 13th of this oh, month. Oh, what? So, Damn. And, you know, that's like a rehash of Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Um, So you're going to get, like, some of the origin of the characters. So it's definitely, like, a Jason Todd-heavy, you know, a month for the
2: fans. Hell, yeah. So if you're a fan of Jason Todd, we highly recommend read the Three Jokers books. Watch the uh, the, the movie The Death and the Family when it comes out. And and also read the, his own book. The It's a pretty fun book. I, I, I've been reading it, The Red Hood and The Outlaws with bizarro in it so that's pretty cool so you can get your fill of jason todd right there
1: you know what's funny it's crazy that you said that because um as i'm reading part two i'm like i've never done much reading into jason todd so i might just go into comiXology into the search bar and just type in jason todd and see what's up i think i think that's also why they're doing this too is to like open him up to people more you know right. what i mean because it got up- me thinking about all that shit
0: He's coming up on Titans next season too, See? and also running concurrently is a Batman: The Adventures Continues, which is the comic book spinoff of the animated series, where they're delving into those the lost years of Jason Todd, and, and it's had like a different different spin on you know his story. Whoa, so that's, kinda, that's working out pretty cool too. Although I feel like comic book is made to sell action figures just like the uh, <laughs> the original animated series was. We got but some li- to- live action yeah. shit happening right there, right now. Yeah. Like, is Batman meeting Somebody, somebody got
2: COVID. There's a patient. <laughs> they need help.
0: All right. But, yeah. So, the comic books are also exploring Decent Todd. So, yeah. Character character's hot right now.
2: Damn, but about that one for because that's based on the animated series, right? The the classic, you know, yep. Kevin Conroy one, right? Right, exactly. And then five
0: Think of it like, yeah.
2: Because in that, in that, in the in the animated series, we we only got Tim, did we get Tim Drake right in the in the second version of it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We ever get a Jason Todd because we got we got night. Well, I'm nah, they, skipped they, they skipped them. Yeah. They, they were skipped them. They skipped
0: him, yeah. and then they amalgamated uh Jason Todd and Tim Drake into one character. Oh. Yeah. For the animated series. But now they're going back and saying, Wait, hold on, actually, this <laughs> was a robin, yeah. and here's what happened.
1: They're starting oh. to realize what a gold mine he is because damn, you know what? Like this actually just came to me and like I just got goosebumps. If there's any character that's a fucking allegory for the year 2020,
2: is Jason Todd. <laughs> It, it, hopefully if it ends well, you know, hope, hopefully if it ends with, with, with him uh, doing all right, you know, because that, that, that's how I want you know, freaking
0: 2020 to end. Yo, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you mentioned Red Hood and the Outlaws. I read it when it uh, first started at, in the Fifty Two. It was a, t- a title um, drawn by Salvador La Roca. Uh, I forgot who wrote it, but I remember it was a, he, a, he has a really distinct, cool art style. And I remember, like, the issue opens with him, like, yeah, I just slept with Starfire or whatever.
2: Damn. For some reason, Jason
0: Todd is going after all of Dick Grayson's girls for some reason.
1: (laughs) I don't know why. And that's what I mean. Like, like, it's just, it's so many layers to the dude and so much fucked upness that he is the perfect, like, he is like the symbol of 2020 as a character, is Jason Todd. Just the layers of fucked upness. You know what I mean? Just, it's just like he, like, it's like he was created for this year. And (laughs) you know who
0: you know who else was? Homelander.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Twenty twenty is encapsulated by Homelander, Jim Butcher, and Jason Todd. Yeah, Bill Butcher, not Jim Butcher. Sorry, Jim Butcher. (laughs) (laughs) He's one one of my favorite authors, and I've been um going over his books again. That's why. But yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) William Butcher, (laughs) Homelander, and Jason Todd. That that's twenty twenty encapsulated right there. But yeah, so I guess I guess I can definitely scratch my itch with my anger of it being three issues with the Death and the Family DVD. I guess with those two kind of things and being able to, to make some choices and guide the story, I think it might quell my thirst for another two or three more issues in between the two. But yeah, on the heels of that horrible revelation, which because I wanted so much more, I'm going to go reread issues one and two right now and just to appreciate that art again and also to constant to try and contemplate where the hell the next season of the boys is going to go because the way that should ended oh my god i have some thinking to do so on the heels of that love you guys always the pleasure always an honor always in forever we are the legion and i am chez folks
2: and i'm go i'm rod peace peace bye everybody Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.